So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts are here with Cinema Stare. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Uh, the meaning of the band name is pretty simple, because it's it's just the name of a song, um, Cinema Stare by Knapsack. And it's kind of funny because I, I'm a huge Knapsack fan and it's from uh, the album This Conversation is Ending starting right now, which is one that I love. But like, it's not even one of my favorite Knapsack songs or one of my favorite songs on that album. It was mm-hmm. just like the one that made for the best band name. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, they're, some, they're a band that's influenced me a lot. So I wanted to pay tribute to them. But I was like, no, nah, it, it's got to be this song because this sounds like a band name. <laughs> Yeah, we went, we had, we were trying to choose a band name and it it got so long trying to come up with one that wasn't a song title. So we kind of just like resorted to song (laughs) titles of by bands that we like. And then that one sounded the best. It also kind of sounds like we're like huge uh, film buffs, but we're not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like some films. I like a couple films here and there. What films do you like? Um, my my favorite movies are are Ed Wood and mm-hmm. Five Five Hundred Days of Summer. Those are my two favorite movies. <laughs> I just saw the SpongeBob movie at the drive-in last night, so that's like one, one of the best. Uh, no, the like the original. Okay, the, good. Like, first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah good, I don't good, like good. the whole like new aesthetic that they're going with, like yeah. the sponge out of water thing. And yeah, I, yeah, no, that's not for me. Yeah, you got you got to go with the. What was it? Neptune's crown. That was the whole yes. thing. Yeah, yes. that's the yeah. That one's classic. It's so funny. Like uh, I love that movie. I wouldn't say that. Like I think most people that are into film would say my taste in film is is terrible. But I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I love the Mighty Ducks too. Is probably another one of my favorite movies. I like a nice feel good film. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Taste. Mm-hmm taste okay um so, i think i think this has proven like just how far off topic we can get on <laughs> it's okay I, I i started I it we we never answered how the band formed <laughs> i was uh, just gonna like keep going yeah i, I just <laughs> want to talk movies now okay but as, i i i feel i feel like i should answer that question it's pretty pertinent info <laughs> yeah. so uh i'm gonna say the the band just formed because we were all playing you know in a, in a bunch of other bands that have all been you know playing shows together in connecticut for years now so we've just all kind of known each other and uh it just came together really naturally i was singing and writing songs in a band called carlos danger that band just kept falling apart. I originally like was reaching out to people to be my my new backing band for that project, and instead of that happening, it ended up just you know morphing into into this band. Okay, okay. all right, that's fair. So, congrats on your newest release, Hum and the Glow. How do you guys feel about the release so far, or the response so far? I mean, we. Uh... <laughs> We got no sleep interested in signing us within a week of putting it out, and we oh had no other music beforehand. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that we got signed pretty immediately off of this album, I'd say, is kind of crazy. The best possible response we ever could have asked for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and no sleep, too. Not like some yeah. tiny label. No sleep. No sleep. Yeah. I do have a question about that later on, so I'd like to cut off the no sleep discussion for now. That's all good. Um, That's there. So um, yeah, like really, I mean, we were kind of nervous too, like going into releasing the album. Obviously, like by the time it was like getting cl- like the the mix was done and it was mastered and we were getting ready to release it. Like at that point, the pandemic had kind of like 
reached is like starting to get to the height of where it is now and we were kind of nervous to kind of drop because we we were planning on touring this summer and everything and that wasn't going to be possible we couldn't even really i mean we formed last august so i mean I, like around then maybe a little before then and so because of that we barely even played many shows either so it's kind of like we were like okay we're gonna drop this album and then is anyone gonna like listen to it at all because mm-hmm. we I, we just really didn't know what to expect um so it's been really cool to have like so many people listen to it and it seems like people are liking it so i guess that's really the best result that we we could have asked for honestly we're really we're really thankful for that yeah that's awesome so happy to hear that yeah um so what was your headspace like while uh writing this album um i mean a lot of the songs uh were written over a really really long period of time you know i have songs that i wrote years ago on the album and you know uh another another song um jason wrote never know once again like years ago and um it it was really just uh it was positive for us to be able to come together and you know i think we can basically all agree that this band is the tightest group of musicians that any of us has played with so it was just kind of like it, it was really positive to be able to work off of one another and be super, super collaborative throughout the process of writing the songs, instrumentally speaking. Mm-hmm. As far as lyrically speaking, you know, from my standpoint, it's just, you know, it's really, it's really an album of growing up because those songs were written during, you know, my real transitional period from being a teen to being an adult. So um, it's kind of just the struggle and the the shock of that that I think really went into the lyrics of the album. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what was your writing process like for this album? Do you think it changed like drastically from the first songs that you wrote like a while back to the most recent ones? I, I would say like this is kind of an interesting... So Tom had most of the songs written because this band was going to be like... Like initially it was going to be like a new backing band for his songs Mm -hmm. a lot of them were already written but like i think the difference was previously he would be like okay this is what i wrote this is what everyone's gonna play whereas this time we really like took his songs and we're like let's try you know changing the chords here a little bit and let's try to make like we really worked hard on the arrangements and we changed like the songs changed a lot from the initial acoustic demo to now so that was kind of like what we did because the songs were already basically written but then the arrangement happened together so in it in it like tom said it was kind of cool because previously i've been in bands that more so it was kind of the same thing where it's like here's the song here's how you play it this was more like we all talked about like "Eh, i'm not sure that this really makes the chorus hit the same way let's try this it was a lot of that and it was really fun to do that um if if we weren't collaborating like as a unit as and this is the first band i've honestly ever been in that's collaborated on songs as a unit like if it was just me telling everyone what to play telling everyone what to do the songs would not be like even half as good as they are now because um like first of all i'm i personally am like probably the weakest musician in the band like as far as instrumentally and as far as you know theory and everything i just am not that knowledgeable about it and everyone else you know knows a lot about that and jason especially listens to a ton of like pop music and knows exactly like how to um 
how to, how to craft just a really good, really catchy song, like the specific things that will hit people the right way. And those are like things that I'm super new to. And I think the fact that it's this specific group of people um, is what has made the song so good. So uh, th the writing process was was way more positive than anything I've experienced before and way, uh, way more of a learning curve, too. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about the name for the album, like where that came from? Um, it's kind of weird. It's really just like a, a set of words that I thought sounded good together for the That's most fair. part. And, you know, a lot of it came from me, you know, I when I was in college writing a lot of the songs, I would just walk around super, super late at night and you know there'd be no sound no lights coming from anywhere but um i could hear really really faint things i i live kind of in the middle of nowhere so mm. it's just like it's kind of the idea of you know being being out at night and and taking in the the very faint uh surroundings yeah yeah okay. all right that makes sense so what band or artist influence do you think you can hear on the record, if any? There's a lot. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I, that's one of the questions that I like the most that y'all ask, too, because I like how it's not like, what are your influences? But like, what is the what are the influences that can be heard? Mm -hmm. Which I think oftentimes are, are like very different, I think, too, because sometimes like the stuff that I like. I've said in previous interviews, like this band has been kind of cool for me to go back and like pull from things. Um, so I knew that I wanted to write music from a very young age. And the stuff that I listened to then was like some 41 blink 182, like the starting lines, like all that, like pop punk from that era. Mm -hmm. But at the time I didn't know how to play guitar or like I had no means of writing music. So by the time I got to, you know, high school and I had a band, my, my the stuff that I was into was much different. So I never really played that music. So that is something like kind of pulling back from like those earliest bands that I was really into is something that I definitely enjoy about this project. But with that said, I don't really think that our album sounds anything like a lot of those bands. I, I think that yeah. like, I, I think maybe the starting line, but um, I would say like in terms of stuff that you can probably hear, like Jimmy World, uh, Death Cab for Cutie, um, Hawthorne Heights on like some of some of the songs. Um, yeah, those are like those are probably the three big ones. Um, I don't know if you have more to add, Tom. Uh, that that pretty much nails it. I'd say the starting line is like the big one. Um, that's a comparison that makes a lot of sense, uh, especially for like the poppier songs. I mean, it's basically like every. 2000s emo band put together because that's like all that i've listened to my whole life basically and i i like how i i feel like basically every song is like a, a pretty good blend of all of it you know like the the song pure hate on the album starts out as like the softest and most indie one and then ends up being like the heaviest song by the end mm -hmm. but i'd like to th i'd like to think that it flows pretty well and you know people have compared that song that one singular song to both death cab for cutie and silverstein wow. so it's like um 
Yeah, I mean the the big ones. Jimmy World is a big one, especially the song yeah. "Nona Forever" was absolutely hugely influenced by Jimmy Eat World, and I think it's pretty obvious. Um, Hawthorne Heights too, and uh, and also Taking Back Sunday, especially with like some of the the vocal um, harmonies and stuff going on. So yeah. I had this like tiny MP3 player when I was in middle school, and I feel like we kind of sound like the stuff that was on that tiny mp3 player (laughs) like which was like yeah it was like before ipods and it was like literally this big and yeah it was like yeah and it it had like like it had like from first to last like under oath uh hello goodbye uh fallout boy it's just like a mixture like all that stuff is definitely stuff that we really pull from for this band it's it's all full circle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, when when I was that age, the the tiny MP3 player that I had, I got it at Toys R Us, and it had Jack Skellington on it. Oh my god! And uh, but I, I'm pretty sure the only music I had on it was the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. Did uh, it come with that on it? No, I put it on there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and um, like some Bare Naked Ladies songs, and like some Jack Johnson songs. I think that was about it. Okay. <laughs> like, right? Very interesting. Uh, so, what song on the album took the longest to write? I know you said you've had them for multiple years. So, um, took the longest to write. Probably, I'm gonna say the song "Sickly Twins." Or no, actually, it's either "Sickly Twins" or "Adult Onset," but it might actually be "Adult Onset" because both of those were very very different when i brought them to the band with just an acoustic guitar versus what they turned into um adult onset took us forever to figure out a a, like format that made sense for a full band to play because it was like very much an acoustic song when i wrote it so the song structure of that one um had a had a pretty long evolution so that's the one that i was gonna say because when it came Tom plays on like a lot of open tunings. So it sounds great acoustically, but then when it comes time to play like with a lot of distortion on a lot of the, the nuances get lost and then it's kind of hard to tell what's going on. So that one was like hard to puzzle, like try to figure out like what the chords were and like how we were make it work. So I would say that one probably for, in terms of us, like as a band, that one took the longest. Oh, all right. Solid. So is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening to the album? Jason, you go first with this one. Um, I guess I just really hope that they enjoy listening to it. And then hopefully, I mean, it'd be cool if there was something in the lyrics or something that they could relate to. um, Or like maybe a sound that brings them back to some time. Like for me, like the reason I like to listen to the album is because it does bring me back to a lot of times in my life um, because of the nostalgia. Like I said earlier, like playing this music is, it's almost like getting in touch with an old friend. Like this, this sound is this sound that was really important to me, but had kind of fallen by the wayside. I was playing in like a kind of like an atmospheric metal band. And then I joined this band and I was not playing anything remotely similar um, to this. And it's been a nice way to reconnect with a lot of like, times in my life that I hadn't really thought about in a while and it brings back memories so I think in those two ways like if it can remind people of like oh I remember like those bands like kind of like the same effect that emo night has like when people Mm -hmm. go to emo night and they're just like yeah like they're just finger pointing and getting stoked like that's 
it'd be cool if like people are like whoa i haven't thought about like cartel in a while but this song reminds me of cartel like that i think that's cool and then also if they can relate to the lyrics or or find something that like is personally um resonant with them i'd say those would be the most desired things for me i think that was that was all basically said perfectly i don't know how much i can really add to that except for uh, relatability is probably the biggest thing for me like the thing that draws me to all the the 2000s emo bands that you know i i love so much and that have clearly influenced us so much is that it's just it's like very comforting music for me to listen to it's very you know um it, it just it gives me a real sense of like belonging to something um and i just hope other people can feel that way too oh. all right very cool um, so can you guys tell me the story of how you got signed to No Sleep? Whatever you can tell me, I'd love to oh, know. I would love to tell it's this story. It's so funny. It's so, so funny. So it's, it's crazy. So we weren't like, I, I don't think any of us really thought about sending this to anyone. <laughs> and then we, it was like, one day I looked in our email, in our sent, mm-hmm. and our drummer had sent an email to No Sleep at like three in the morning. And it was like, <laughs> All right. it, was, the best email. it was like the most bizarre email ever. The, 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 the like, whatever the subject was, we are cinema stare. And it was like, oh, I was like, oh my God. I texted Tom, I was like, dude, Pasquale sent our album to No, to no Sleep, like at three in the morning. And we were like, oh no. But then, but then it was like a few days later, like Chris responded and he was like, I really enjoyed the album. It was, I, I my mind was blown. I did <laughs> not expect anything to come from it at all. Like I yeah. really didn't even yeah. know, I didn't know any labels ever even like, listen to anything that was sent in their emails but i'm really thankful now i mean at first we were like oh that's fall like why'd you do that he's like no like and then it ended up being great so now we're like eternally grateful to, to fastball for sending for sending it i mean i i i safe to say i never would have done that uh-huh. but it, it ended up being like a complete blessing i'm still kind of mind blown by the whole the whole thing still that it ended up uh working out the way it did we're basically the luckiest people on earth. Like it, it cannot be understated. That email was one of the most bizarrely worded things I have ever read. He oh, didn't yeah, talk to any of us before sending it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, I'm. It's it's just like I don't know. It, it's I. It's crazy to like even think that that is how it happened. When like previously, like I played in these bands that just like toured. Like I've done like extensive like two week tours i've done like all this stuff and nothing ever happened really with those bands the kind of like past being kind of just a connecticut band even though we played outside of connecticut and then just this random email like got no sleep to check us out and then actually be interested it's like i i don't know i'm just really thankful for that those yeah. uh, those whack ass emails at the early early hours in the morning always get the best opportunities. They're right at the top mm-hmm. of the inbox and they check it the next morning. Exactly. exactly. Well, and I guess that's actually true. I yeah. mean, I, I I hope no band really. I mean, maybe you can take this advice. I just don't. I can't confirm or deny <laughs> whether this will ever work again. It, it was a one time thing. Yeah, it was a one time uh, thing. Yeah, no sleep's gonna take <laughs> one bizarrely worded email, and that's it. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be in in Chris's inbox at No Sleep. There's gonna be like a ton of emails that say like we are, and then like a <laughs> enter <laughs> band name. Yeah. Like ah oh, no, Cinema Stare gave away the secret now. Damn. Exactly. All sent at exactly three a.m. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
So we saw that you guys are shooting a music video this weekend. Is there anything you could tell us about it? Um, yeah, so we've been, we like have been trying to like shoot a video for a while now, but we haven't really had like any good ideas, but our friends are playing this band called Dagwood and they've like historically, like in Connecticut, they had like this public access show and they're just really funny guys. They make kind of like, I would describe it as like uh it's almost like Tim and Eric. It's kind of like Nathan for you. It's like a mixture of like all like that kind of humor. That's the kind of videos they do. Um, and so our video is not necessarily going to be like that at all, really. But that, that's right. like how we that's how we found out about them is they make like these like comedy videos. Um, but they also like work in film and they have a studio now. It's They have a green screen. So it's kind of like going to be like a green screen type um, thing with some like weird effects and some weird like stock footage in the background is kind of like what the treatment is in a very uh, simple simplified form of okay. what it is yeah right. oh, that's so cool yeah um so where do you guys see the band in the next five years um bigger than jesus like As, <laughs> wait no <laughs> yes um <laughs> hopefully we get to tour like um that that's like what I'm really looking forward to is whenever this pandemic ends, um, we get to do a lot of touring and just hopefully like uh, more people get to hear us and and they like it. That's really all I that's really all I hope for. And hopefully like in five years, a good amount of people have heard it and they've enjoyed it. And maybe they've told like some people about it. Um, maybe I don't know. That's really it. I guess well, I want to I want to play in Japan. That's like one of my dreams. So yeah. I want to play in Australia, personally. But yeah. five years from now, we're all going to be living in Calabasas and partying with Jay-Z. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> down the road. Live down the road from Kanye and Drake. Exactly. Live, like, right in the middle of them. Yeah. One on the right, yeah. one on the left. Exactly. Easy. Yeah. Easy. So, for the last couple questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. So, if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Uh, I don't drink anything other than water, so Fair. it would just be water with um, I don't know. I'd I'd, I'd have I'd have a, a piece of blueberry pie, um, and I would have a piece of pizza pie as well. All right, but um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. So you drink only water, and you're about to die, and you're not going to try something like else. You're yeah. not going to just like say, you know, like what? flavored water. No, what if I don't go a little like crazy? It? Then oh, I'm going to have a bad too. taste in my mouth for when I die. So, <laughs> no, point. no uh, just water and uh, bl blueberry pie and uh, some some pizza, some pizza with um with some hot sauce on it, maybe. All right. All right. Other than the hot sauce, any toppings on that pizza? Um, it, it depends on how I'm feeling the day of, you know, today I had some eggplant pizza that was pretty good. Oh, um, I haven't heard of that. Any, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it depends on how I'm feeling, but there would definitely be pizza involved. Okay. Yeah. Solid. I'm trying to think here. I would probably have to go back. I mean, I, everyone knows that I'm a pretty much like, I love energy drinks, but I, 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 it's safe to say that like all through high school, and this is pretty terrible, but I only basically ate Hot Pockets and drank Mountain Dew. 
Wow. Like I never drank water and I only drank Mountain Dew and I only ate Hot Pockets. And I don't know. It's a miracle that I'm alive. Yeah, I was about to ask, how are you surf? alive? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it was so, it was so bad. Like and not like, and I was like, diet Mountain Dew is terrible. Like it's, it's like, so I, it was all sugar. It was just like sugar and, and Hot Pockets exclusive, but I only really ate the chicken fajita and the chicken quesadilla. Uh, hot pockets. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. it's, it's pretty out of control. With that said, I'm going to throw it back. If it's going to be like, if I'm on death row, I'm going to have a nice bottle of Mountain Dew, just to, just because I have to. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's I, I would it wouldn't be right if I went out on anything else. It's tradition. But it wouldn't be. I don't know, like if it would be like the standard Mountain Dew, or if I should like do something crazy, like a uh, Code Red. I guess that's not crazy, but to change it's, it up a little crazy. bit. It's crazy. Yeah, so, so so Mountain Dew. And then for the meal, I think it would be three courses. Mm-hmm. And it would be, the first course would be Taco Bell. And all it right. would be, if these still exist, but this is all hypothetical, so I'm going to say they do. It would just be like five spicy potato soft tacos. Mm-hmm. That's like the appetizer. Uh-huh. Then the second, I don't know if y'all have Moe's where you live, but the second course would be Moe's. All and right. it would be, it would just be the home wrecker with like basically, every, actually maybe it would be a stack. I think I'm going to go with the home wrecker though. And then also the free chips and salsa. All and right. then the last course would be Chipotle. And it would just be, it would be like uh, the Sofritas bowl. And ah, then taste. I need one dessert too. Hot mm-hmm. pockets. Um, <laughs> a sweet hot pocket maybe i should end it off with hot maybe i should at this point i'm gonna die anyway so i might as well just go i can like revisit i've not eaten meat in four years but if i'm gonna die maybe i'll just have one of each of those two hot pockets just to send it off the way mm-hmm. that i came into be well i didn't come into the world eating hot pockets maybe but... you did <laughs> maybe you did <laughs> no no go when out you... like i came in when you put a sweet hot pocket, that made me think like if you toast a pop tart, that is basically I was just about a, to say yeah. That's basically that's just... a sweet hot pocket, right? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wait, you know what else? I did eat a lot of toaster strudels. I really I like I, I say this like now, like my diet is much better. It's not much better, but I had the diet of like I don't even know how to explain it, but it was just not good. Like I, I don't know how league gamer. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, basically like a game. It was like a gamer. Like I know that like because Mountain Dew Game Fuel, like it's like heavily associated with gaming. But I wasn't a gamer. But I definitely just only ate hot pockets in Mountain Dew. Wow, so. you're like a fake gamer. So with, yeah, with all this Mountain Dew you drank, how do you still have teeth in your mouth? It's a miracle. Yeah. I don't know. Oh I, have I, to know. I, I haven't. I. I I really don't know. And they like I would go to the dentist. They're like, it doesn't seem like you floss. I'm like, nah, I don't floss. They're like, well, your teeth are okay though. But they would like, like they'd like go in with that pick, and huh. then all my gums would bleed like uh-huh. all over the place. And they're like, your gums are bleeding like right now. They're very sensitive, <laughs> but like obviously because they're poking it with a sharp tool. So exactly. I, um, I have anyway, like the healthiest said, teeth of all time. What did you say? I said I have like the healthiest teeth of all time. I Fair my enough. teeth are not healthy, but somehow they're still in my mouth. But I also like came to terms early with um, 
getting dentures because I actually mm-hmm. think dentures look pretty perfect. So I was like, if I need to get them, okay, like I'll my teeth will look pretty good. You were completely yeah. content with that if your teeth all rotted out because of all the Mountain Dew you drank. Yeah, it wasn't gonna stop me from drinking the Mountain Dew. Like exactly. it just it tasted so good. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been told that dentures are very uh, uncomfortable and uh, take a lot of work. <laughs> I think they do because you have to put that like weird sticky stuff in your mouth to get them to stay in. Like huh. polygrip or whatever? Yeah, polygrip. That's it. That sounds very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so moving away from Mountain Dew, if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? God. Tom is going to say um, Degrassi. No, I'm not going to say Degrassi. Why would I want to live in that world? They got I like I know that's true. Something shitty happens every day. I like watching it, but all this bad stuff happens to them. I'd I'd probably live in Bikini Bottom. Ace. Because I like I like the ocean and I think I'd be really good friends with Squidward probably. Wow. And uh I uh I I I I like the the pineapple. Would know. you have a would you have to wear one of those sandy um like bowls on your head probably all right yeah that's actually a pretty good answer um hmm. i'm thinking here thinking what yeah let me think like uh could be anything though because it could be could be live action i feel like the most people would go towards like some sort of animated world but it could Mm -hmm. be a live action fictional world so that's what, that's that's what makes it so tough for me. Um, I don't know. Maybe like I feel like I would like to. I like School of Rock. I'm just tempted. I that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Like I feel like I'd like to be like in Jack Black's class. Mm-hmm. Like and then then I'm like in the music room like shredding, and he's like, yes. And then yeah. I'm like basically basically I'm the one who gets to like play guitar in the band mm-hmm. um is that allowed like am i allowed to replace someone in the in the film yeah go for it yeah okay so yeah i'd be that kid that like his but yeah and i would also change the scenario where his parents were not supportive of his like rock they'd just be like yeah go ahead play your rock guitar <laughs> but all right yeah <laughs> so i have the honor of asking the last question and every single person we've spoken to have said it's the most important question What's your favorite color? It's a good question. Thank you. I like purple um, mm-hmm. because I, it, it's just you know it's a perfect it's a perfect blend of uh, all of the different elements of everything. You know, it, it yeah. can what purple purple is very. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so offended. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't think that was supposed to make sense. I was kind of like starting with something and then was like, well, I don't really yeah. know how to finish it. It's but that's all the best elements of everything. Everything. I mean, that's kind of true, but also it's just a very versatile color. Like it can mm-hmm. be used um, with great impact in yeah. many different situations. I think that's because it's not like a, it's not like a very commonly naturally occurring color. So when you see it, it's just like, wow, that is, that is quite the sight to behold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I hate to say this, but my favorite color is also purple, but oh it's God. not because it brings out all the best things in everything in the world. It's because <laughs> it's a mixture of blue and red. And mm-hmm. I think blue and red are two great colors. So when they come together, it can only make the best color. But before before we wrap this up, I actually want to backtrack because I wondered if anyone ever asked you what your meals on death row would be because I'm actually kind of curious. Uh, yeah, Shane, we, you can go first. Oh, yeah, man. We've gotten this one the most, I think. Um, just like a big ass bowl of pasta because I'm very Italian. And then because I'm quirky and funny, a Sprite cranberry because those do kind of smack. I'm not going to lie. I have a couple in my closet still. Damn, those, yeah. Yeah, Sprite. Have you ever tried Sprite Remix? No. What's that? I don't even know, but it's good. I remember, <laughs> I just, it's a Sprite Remix. It's, like, even better than the original version. It's, like, it'd be, like, if Diplo remixed Sprite, like, it's just better than the original. I'm going to wow. have to track it down. Yeah, I guess, guess I got to try that now. Um, Mine is a taro bubble, bu- bubble tea and uh, ramen that I make myself nice yeah yeah it's pretty, I, it's pretty I actually i have to go back to the purple thing for a second <laughs> all right i think subconsciously i think really deep in my brain from mm-hmm. you know my my developmental years as a child one of the reasons i like the color purple so much is because of grimace from mcdonald's mm-hmm. and i have not eaten at a mcdonald's in many many years but i still like grimace and i like seeing grimace that's fair. Is that the like the purple fluffy thing? Yeah, he's like this huge. He's like this huge purple guy. Um, there's really no other way to describe him than that. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like big purple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know he what looks, you're talking about. Though. Yeah, he looks kind of like honestly. Now that we're like mentioning it, he he kind of looks like Patrick Starr, but without like the point at the top. Mm-hmm. He has like a similar body, um, and he's like homies with the Hamburglar and. Um, whoever else those people are there's like that other ronald, person too. Ronald, yeah ronald. yeah ronald but then there's like another person too that like there's no like a bird there's a bird yeah there's a bird so i used to have like a, a ronald mcdonald vhs that was like animated by um the same people who did like rugrats and rocket power so it, That's was, like, so really, cool. it was really bizarre looking <laughs> yeah <laughs> i used to watch it a bunch of times there were yeah there was like a bird whose name i don't remember oh my god that's iconic. Yeah. Mick Chicken, maybe. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, yeah, it's really weird that they'd have a bird if they're like a place that, um, it, you know, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into yeah, it. Yeah, it's, I, I, I get what you're saying, though. That's too so dark. Too dark yeah. for this podcast. Uh, so as Corey said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um... <laughs> follow us on the internet i i don't use our twitter but you can follow us on twitter at cinema stare and on instagram at cinema stare i I use the instagram more often i think and uh that's where you will find everything that you need to know about us more or less yeah and then we have the video coming out um whenever i don't know when that's going to actually come out but it'll come out so keep an eye out for that um yeah i don't know just our album is out humming the glow so you can stream it anywhere. Um, I hope everyone likes it. And then, yeah, I guess that's, I don't know what else we have coming down the pipes. But if, yeah, that's I know it. Some, I know some of the things that I said during this interview did not make a lot of sense. Most of which was, you know, done for comedic effect. But I, I hope that the things that I said that were supposed to make sense did. <laughs> um, you can only hope yeah, and wait. Can only hope. 
All right. Uh, well, thank you for sitting down with us, guys. This has been Cinema Stare and We're the Good Noise Podcast.